You're listening to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, episode five. Welcome to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, where we bring you engaging conversations about wildlife conservation issues from all across the globe. I'm your host, Matt Podolsky. On this episode of the show, we're talking with Tamara Thomas. Tamara is one of the Marine Mammal Center volunteers that we feature in our latest video produced in collaboration with the Marine Mammal Center, entitled A Community of Support. This video is being released alongside of this podcast episode as a part of our companion Eyes on Conservation video podcast, so be be sure to check that out in addition to this show. As a volunteer at the Marine Mammal Center, Tamara is involved in both education and outreach, as well as caring for sick and injured marine mammals. Tamara has some great stories about how she got involved with the Marine Mammal Center and how it's really changed her outlook on life. So we're extremely happy to have her on the show. So let's get to the interview. All right. I am here today with a volunteer from the Marine Mammal Center, Tamara Thomas. Tamara, how are you? Hi, Matt. I'm doing great today. Thanks. Thanks a lot for coming on the program here. Um, it's great to have uh, a volunteer on here to, to chat with and um, get some information about the, the role that volunteers play in the Marine Mammal Center. Well, I thank you. You know, it's in, indeed a pleasure and a privilege for me to volunteer at the Marine Mammal Center, and the only other privilege I have is telling other people about it. <laughs> Fantastic. So I'm going to start off just by asking you how you were first introduced to the work being done at the Marine Mammal Center and how you sort of, uh, uh, I guess, made that decision that you wanted to get involved as a volunteer. So my uh, beginning as a volunteer is, you know, maybe a little different than uh, many people here, although everybody's got, you know, their own story of how they ended up here. I was in between jobs and I had some time on my hands and a wise friend I had reminded me that all this extra time was a gift and I should do something worthwhile with it, which meant I should volunteer somewhere. And it just so happened at that time that the Marine Mammal Center had an education training they were offering to be a docent. And it was a consecutive four Wednesday training that uh, gave you all the information and allowed you to go out and become a docent. And so I thought, well, okay, why not? And so I, I did that training. And then as part of that, it was recommended that you also learn a little bit more about what an animal care crew does here. And so I shadowed them, spent the entire day with them and thought, well, you know, still, I have this extra time. So why don't I do that as well? So I became both an education volunteer and what we call an animal care volunteer, taking care of the patients here. And then along the way, I've picked up some additional responsibilities. I lead tours every single Sunday and I work with corporate groups as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. So you're involved in a lot of different aspects of uh, what's going on out there, which is, yeah, uh, sounds like fun. (laughs) Sounds like fun. And when I talk to people about volunteering, one of the people, one of the things I tell them is, you know, you just, just warn you, you tell me you can only do this, you know, not very often. And next time I talk to you, you'll be doing it just like I am once a week and far more often than you ever thought you would. (laughs) That's fantastic. So, um, I, I'm curious to know what your sort of work background was, you know, uh, coming into uh, the volunteer work that you do at the Marine Mammal Center. Um, 
I mean, did, did you have a background in wildlife conservation in, in any way? Absolutely not. I work in the investment management business in the financial world. My background is absolutely not related in any way, shape, or form to wildlife conservation. But as a personal bias, I have an interest. But it didn't have anything to do with my work environment, which I think is one of the greatest things here, is you can come from any kind of different background and become well-versed, educated, and find a new passion that you maybe didn't even know existed in yourself. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's definitely super, super interesting. So <clears throat> I guess I'm wondering how, you know, what is it that, what is it about the mission of the Marine Mammal Center that, that I mean, it's clear that you really connect on a personal level with, with what the work that the Marine Mammal Center is doing and their mission. Um, I, I guess if, I guess I'm wondering if you can pinpoint, you know, sort of what, what that personal connection is that, that you have with the organization. Well, you know, I think it's interesting because I think part of the mission of the Marine Mammal Center, you know, it's very specific and it's very broad. And I think a lot of times you connect with it initially just because of the remarkable patients that we have and how much you get to learn about just how amazing these marine mammals are and different ways that we can help them, different ways we might be impacting them. And then from there, you can go bigger and you can learn, you know, about the ocean and the environment. And then you get to interact with just amazing people. So I think the mission of the Marine Mammal Center to be able to do our rescue, get these patients better, rehabilitate them, educate both ourselves as well as the public, do ongoing research. And then the best news of all is our mission is to send these patients back home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and yeah, we I, <clears throat> I I talked a lot with with Adam about um, sort of yeah that component of it, you know, and the the rescue and the real rehabilitation and making those making those connections, uh, you know, <clears throat> those personal connections with with individual animals, um, but also you know looking at the big picture, right, and and you know and the role that the Marine Mammal Center plays in. Um, conserving these animals, you know, uh, uh, as a species and uh, uh, conserving the ecosystems that they live in and also the connections that 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 has to human health. Absolutely. And I think sometimes, you know, it's it's surprising to just visitors and even sometimes fellow volunteers, you know, how connected we really all are, both in the kind of diseases we get, the things that we see from our marine mammal friends that are, you know, they're kind of stewards of the ocean and sentinels about what is going on. Sometimes it gives us a heads up of things we didn't really think about or didn't know as much about. So we're so much more connected and it's important we get each individual patient better, but we do have to look at the bigger picture because there's ongoing issues and we've got to start making some differences. And that's the way we do it, both at the small level as well as the big level. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, I mean, to me, that's what I think is so amazing about the work that the Marine Mammal Center is doing is the fact that, you know, in addition to saving these individual animals, you're also showing people, all these visitors who come to the Marine Mammal Center, um, you're showing them all these different connections between the world that they live in and the world, the, the ocean environment, right? And people are learning, you know, all these, you know, all these connections that exist. Um, and they're learning that, you know, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe, I, you know, maybe this isn't a, a, a li- this little bubble that I live in, you know, like maybe there are, you know, they're, they're starting to understand all these different connections with that, which I think is extremely important, you know, and I, I think more and more 
you know, people fail to recognize those connections with the natural world and, and especially with the, uh, the ocean environment and all the ecosystems there. So, yeah, really, really important stuff. So I, I kind of want to delve into sort of the, the, the structure of the organization of the Marine Mammal Center. Um, one of the things that, uh, that we're, we're going to, that we touch on a lot in, um, in our upcoming, our most recent video that we're working on with the, in partnership with the Marine Mammal Center is the role of, uh, volunteers in the organization, um, and how the organization is really, uh, uh, driven by this volunteer effort. Um, and, you know, since you, uh, are a volunteer with the Marine Mammal Center, you know, I, I guess I'm wondering, you know, what, what your perspective on, on that is. Um, you know, how, how do you see, um, how do you see the role of, vol- you know, wh- what is the role of, of volunteers in, in the Marine Mammal Center? How important is that to the organization? Oh, well, I think, you know, it, it's, it's vital to the organization. I mean, when you just think about it, just at the basic level with numbers, if you figure we have, you know, 45 to 48-ish paid staff, and then you have around 1,100 volunteers. That kind of gives you a perspective right there about how important the volunteers are to the organization. And it also tells you that, you know, volunteers are active in every component of the way the Marine Mammal Center operates. Every single function here can have a volunteer become involved in it. So it's not just animal care. If you have other interests, you can be involved in just rescues. You can be just involved in releases. It allows you to be specific or be very broad, be involved in a lot of things. And the great thing here is, you know, there's so much communication at a broad level as well as an individual level about specific patients that as a volunteer, you really feel part of the organization. It doesn't feel like, well, they're, you know, the most important, the paid staff, and we're just kind of secondary if we show up good. If not, well, it's okay too. We're really vital to the organization existing, thriving, and succeeding. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, I, I, I keep um, this idea of community keeps uh, popping up in my mind. You know, it, it really, um, the sense I get, you know, through chatting with folks from the Remammal Center and through watching all this video footage that we have, uh, is it, it really feels like a community of, of people. Um, do, you, do you sort of get that, that sense as it, well? It, it absolutely is a community. And I think sometimes people are, um, are surprised at that. And maybe they think, well, you know, I'm just an animal person. I'm coming to an organization because I just want to deal with the animals. Well, that's true, except that the real benefit here is the people you get to meet and the people that you get to interact with, both at the Marine Mammal Center as well as visitors. That whole kind of sense of community with a common passion, with a common interest, and with the knowledge that you are making a difference. I just think you can't really underestimate that and how important it is in ways that you just become, as a person, better. Absolutely, absolutely. So... I'm wondering if you have, uh, I don't know, a, a, a personal story or a, a specific memory that kind of stands out. Um, maybe something from sort of your early days of volunteering when you were first getting involved in the organization, something that sort of stands out as, you know, a, a realization point for you. It was like, oh, wow, this is such a fantastic community that I've gotten involved with, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, a specific memory like that. 
Sure. I, I tell you, I have, I have lots of memories. And every week you think, you know, I had, this was always my favorite memory. And the next week you have a brand new favorite memory. But one of my very first memories, and it still sticks with me every time this happens, is seeing a release. And especially working on an animal care crew where you see a patient come in and sometimes you think, you know, maybe there's just the slightest chance they're ever going to get better. And it can be with any kind of illness. It can be an illness like a, a human get. It can be pneumonia. It can be part of an algae bloom. It can be something natural. It can be a horrible thing that us humans have inflicted on one of our patients, like a gunshot wound or an entanglement. And you don't think there's any chance that patient's going to get better, but they're resilient and you see them each week get a little bit better. And then you have the opportunity to see them released back to their home. And when you see that patient run down that beach out of the carrier and hit that water, and you think you had the tiniest part to play in that, I will tell you there is nothing that tugs at your heart like that. It just brings a smile and a tear every single time I see it, from the first time I saw it till when I saw one a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So I guess I'm wondering, you know, uh, you so you spend, you know, what, what, one or two days volunteering at the Marine Mammal Center each week or yes. so, roughly that? Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, the Marine Mammal, you know, it, it's, it's still, I guess, uh, Obviously, you're very active in, in the Marine Mammal Center community, um, but, you know, you have a life outside of the work of the Marine Mammal Center. I guess I'm wondering, you know, what impact the, the work that you're doing at the Marine Mammal Center has had on your sort of everyday life. So I think, you know, one of the very first things that it, it just can't help but have an impact is the things that I'm talking to visitors about and I'm asking them to be aware of or think about like ocean trash and what kind of an impact that's got on our patients and little things they can just start thinking about doing that can really make a difference. Well, I have to do the same thing in my life. I can't just be out there preaching to somebody if, if I don't do the same thing. And it just makes me much more aware in my daily life of the small things and the big things that are going on that are problems, that are issues for all of us. You know, with 70% of our planet covered by ocean, it affects us all. While I live at the ocean, there's a lot of people who don't, but it still affects them just the same. So I think it gives me a much greater awareness and just consciousness of what's going on, the issues, as well as some of the successes that we've made and some of the ways that I can talk to even just friends and family. I don't just preach about the Marine Mammal Center while I'm here. I do it all the time. <laughs> Fantastic. So I guess I'm wondering, are there, I, I guess I'm wondering if there are a few specific behaviors that you've changed as a result of the work you've been doing at the Marine Mammal Center you know, um, maybe you use less plastic or you make sure you recycle everything or, you know, is there, is there something, you know, some, some sort of specific behavior that you change that you can point to, you know, when folks ask, you know, like, oh, well, this is what I did to make a difference. Absolutely. And you start with, you know, some of those just basic things that you just mentioned. I mean, you think, well, most of the time, you know, I think I recycle, but now I think about it all the time. And not only am I recycling, I'm composting. I'm making sure that I'm aware of the kinds of things that I buy and buying less plastic, having little plastic, always have my tote bag in some kind. I don't need that 
plastic bag. And I'm much more aware, and even just the things that you read about. You So you'd glance and you'd see an article about climate change, and you may or may not read it. Well, now I read it. And I make sure that I'm at least aware of things that are going on and ways that you can figure out that you can be part of figuring out a solution. It's great that, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can help here at the patients and you can get them better. But if you don't start bigger and get a community effort, I mean, that's the way we're really going to have change. We've got to have more than just the individuals. We've got to have communities make a difference and have a mindset that they can make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess I'm wondering if you, I, I, I'm wondering if, if you feel like we're making progress on, you know, on, on some of these conservation issues, right? I mean, in the time that you've spent uh, uh, volunteering at the Marine Mammal Center, do you feel like you've seen uh, a, a difference? Do you think you've seen the, uh, all the outreach and education work that, that you've done and other folks at the Marine Mammal Center have been working so hard to, to accomplish and reaching out to people, uh, you know, especially people who live along the California coast? Um, I mean, do you, you know, uh, do, you, do you feel like you, you guys are seeing an impact? I do. I think so. And I think you see it in many ways. You know, you get to see it when you, uh, when I, especially when I'm doing tours and I get to chat with visitors and some who are local and some who aren't. And even when you have some little six-year-old come up to you and they tell you they, they know about recycling and they always recycle. When you're starting at that age and getting some awareness that that's half the battle, just getting people to think about it, let alone when you get to, you know, the bigger picture kinds of things, like our recent opening of the Hawaiian Monk Seal Hospital in, in Hawaii. You know, we've long helped with Hawaiian Monk Seals, and we know that they're, you know, the most endangered species that we deal with. We're making a difference. Now we've got a hospital on site to help prevent them from becoming extinct. So I think you see it in small ways and big ways that we are making a difference. Awesome. That's that's definitely good to hear, uh, for sure. You know, and I'll, I think one one of the things that that we try to focus on here at Wild Lens in sort of breaking down, you know, the stories that we want to tell and how we want to portray these uh, different wildlife conservation issues is we really try to focus on uh, on success stories. Um, you know, because I think it's it's more impactful for someone to to see uh, an effort that an individual or an organization has taken that's had a measurable impact and that is really doing some good, right? Rather than just telling people, you know, do this, do this, you know, you're destroying the environment. Um, so uh, it's, and I don't, the Marine Mammal Center is, is just a fantastic example of an organization that is, uh, is like we've been talking about, really creating a community, I think, you know, based around marine mammal conservation. Um, so... Yeah, fantastic to hear. Um, so I guess my next question is, um, I guess, about the role that you see humans playing in the conservation of the marine mammal of marine mammals uh, moving forward. Um, I mean, is this is this a symbiotic relationship that that we have with marine mammals? Um, I mean, and what sort of steps are we going to have to take in you know moving forward to to make sure that this group of animals uh, continues to, to thrive? So I think there's, you know, there's a few things. I think one of them that we've just been talking about is, is just the awareness of what we're doing to their environment. 
I mean, if you figure, you know, we see over around 14% of our patients, which can be 75 to well over 100 each year, considering we rescue between six and 800 patients a year, come in with something human-related. And that could be anything from ocean trash to gunshot wounds to just harassment. So you start at those basic levels. Those are things that we, we can change. We can make a difference. The ongoing research that we see in, in the illnesses that we're seeing in our patients and some of the connections to humans, some of them the same diseases that we get. And then you go back to just the bigger picture of, of conservation in general and thinking about, you know, the biggest one of all we see everywhere now is, you know, what's going on with climate change, that that impacts our patients as well. That impacts the ocean. That impacts us all. So I think you've got, you know, various stages of, of how we're seeing an impact. And once you're starting aware of it, we're still seeing, you know, baby steps that we've made tremendous progress. And by at least focusing on it, you can't help but think we are going to start to see some measurable benefits. And, and we see that in the number of patients that we just get to release. So at a basic level, we know we're sending, you know, well over 50 percent of our patients back home. But we're also learning a ton about their environment, about ways to make their environment better, as well as diseases that we mutually have in common. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in my mind, that's one of the things that really sets the Marine Mammal Center apart from other organizations that are focused on uh, rescue and rehabilitation of wildlife, right, is that you guys are doing more than just, uh, uh, you know, helping these animals get better and releasing them. You know, you are uh, collecting this data and doing this research and, you know, with every single patient you're learning about, you know, why it is, like, why, is, why are all these uh, uh, marine mammals, you know, sick and getting injured? Um, and you're sort of using that information to take steps to uh, uh, make, make those situations better, which I think is, is fantastic. Um, so, uh, I guess... My final question here would be uh, to just ask, well, I, 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 I guess I would ask, what would you say to, you know, imagine someone who's in the situation that you were in before you started to get involved in the Marine Mammal Center and in marine mammal conservation, um, and what, what would you say to uh, uh, someone like that, to, you know, maybe your, your past self? Um, someone in that situation to try to encourage them to get involved in this community, um, you know, whether it's marine mammals or not, but just to get more active in, uh, in sort of um, the, the, the community, but also, you know, the, the ecosystems that, that um, we're surrounded in and sort of the natural world in general. Yeah, you know, I think that um, sometimes I feel like I'm just a walking commercial and um, I'm, I'm saying these trite things that I think if my past self heard them, they would have, you know, either rolled their eyes or said, oh, yeah, really. And I would tell people, you know, from personal experience that all the things they say about volunteering and finding a passion, regardless of what it may be, is all true, that I get far more out of the Marine Mammal Center than I give. I mean, I'm running the tab that I, I'm still owing them for all that I learned, for all the unknown passion I had for both the environment as well as patients or 
just the community, that sense of it, that I would tell people, you know what, give it a try. And as skeptical as you might be, or as cynical as you might be, that this is really not what everybody has cracked up to be, you will, I would bet money on it, be pleasantly surprised about what a benefit it is to you and the organization, but more to just personally. You become a better person knowing that you, in fact, are acting of service. You are helping in a way that you cannot help in in the other ways by volunteering. It, It just gives you something different. And it's so multifaceted that it's it's really shocking what kind of benefits you have, expected and unexpected, but far more on the plus side than any negative I can think of. You know, that, that's fantastic, and that's really great to hear. You know, that's, that's something that, that we talk about a lot here at Wild Lens is, you know, citizen science. And uh, I think, you know, something, I, I guess one of the components about citizen science that I feel like gets left out of the conversation a lot is the benefit that, that you as a volunteer and as a citizen scientist get by participating in whatever the, the program is, you know, whether it's wildlife conservation or some other uh, uh, good, you know, beneficial cause. Um, p- people get a huge amount of, of satisfaction out of this. I mean, this seems to be universal in, in all the folks that we talk to about this issue. Um, and I, I think you're right. You know, I think that that's uh, an important message to get across to folks is that you know, when you undertake a project like this, when you volunteer with a nonprofit, uh, when you undertake a citizen science project, um, you're doing more than just helping out this wildlife species or helping out this good cause. You're helping yourself. You know, you're uh, enriching uh, your life um, in, in a certain way, in a way that I don't think you could get really uh, through any, anything else. Um, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, and, there, and there's part of it, the hands-on part. I mean, you know, some of it's not very glamorous and that, that doesn't matter. And, and there's also, you know, so many ways you can help in so many kinds of organizations. And I think I would just encourage everyone to be really open-minded and try things and get out there and start doing something. Nothing's going to happen unless you start. You got to start somewhere and just start. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, um, am, am I correct in assuming that that there, um, I'm, I'm sure there are always volunteer opportunities available at the Marine Mammal Center. So, if folks who are listening, you know, hear about this and decide they want to get involved in the work that Marine, the Marine Mammal Center does, um, I'm sure there are always uh, opportunities available. Am I correct in assuming that? Absolutely. You know, we have an orientation that happens um, every other month and the the months that that's happening is is on our website and that will go through all the different areas and places that you can volunteer. And, you know, some people have something in mind that really already sparks their interest and that's great. But if not, you know, maybe you can just learn about different ways or what fits with your time commitment and your schedule. And I always encourage people, if you go and it just doesn't exactly fit, you know, just ask the question and you'll get all the contact information of whom to contact and that will be your responsibility. Decide what you want to do and contact someone at the Marine Mammal Center. But there is ongoing need for volunteers in all facets. So absolutely, come to one of the orientations and learn a a little bit more about what we do. Fantastic, fantastic. And yeah, we will have... um uh, we'll, we'll have uh, links to the Marine Mammal Center website and to uh, those volunteer opportunities on the show notes for the show. So uh, if folks are listening and they want to learn more, 
they can check that out. And uh, thanks a lot, Tamara, for uh, uh, chatting with us about the Marine Mammal Center and about um, all the benefits of volunteering. Thank you so much, Matt. Matt, and I would say, you know, in closing, too, if you're still on the fence about volunteering, you know what? Come and visit us, even just as a visitor, you know, see what it's about. And you, you, you just never know what might happen from there. So thank you so much for spending time and talking with me. Absolutely. You bet. All right. That was our conversation with Tamara Thomas from the Marine Mammal Center. I absolutely love hearing about the benefits that volunteer programs and citizen science programs have on the individuals who choose to participate in these programs. Seems like we hear a lot about the benefits that volunteers are able to provide to the specific causes that they choose to work for, but we don't necessarily hear a lot about how volunteering itself actually enriches the lives of those individuals who choose to get involved. This ties in very well with the theme of our recently released half-hour documentary project entitled Bluebird Man, Uh, This film is about a 92-year-old citizen scientist who helped boost bluebird populations in Idaho by setting up and monitoring over 300 nest boxes designed specifically for these birds. In the film, we strived to show not just the benefit that our main character was providing to the bluebirds, but also the benefit that he got from the birds themselves. By keeping him both physically active and mentally alert, these birds have played an important role in keeping him healthy well into his 90s. So the message here is if you want to live forever, you better start volunteering. (laughs) So we'll have links up on our show notes to the Marine Mammal Center's website with information on how you can get involved with this organization as a volunteer. If you live along the California coast, I'd strongly recommend visiting the center and getting involved in the fantastic community that the Marine Mammal Center has created based around this issue of marine mammal conservation. You can find all this information up on our show notes at wildlensinc.org slash blog slash EOC5. That's wildlensinc.org slash blog slash EOC5. Thanks to everyone for listening. This is your host, Matt Podolsky, signing off.